already crying. (laughs) (laughs) How many episodes do we have that start with Kelsey saying, I'm already crying? I'm guessing at least three. Too many to count. You to know that every morning starts with Kelsey saying, I'm already crying. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, all three of us are back on the Big Queer Coach. Welcome. Thank you. Hooray. (laughs) This is Queer Halftime. My name is Becca. I use she, they pronouns. My name is Kelsey. I also use she, they pronouns. And my name is Paige and I use they, them pronouns. Perfect. So we, months and months and months ago, did like a couple questions that parents ask us a lot. So we're going to do that again. But with different questions. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What a waste of an episode that would have been. Okay. We say that. I do not remember what questions we answered the first one, but I'm 90% 90% sure these are different. Who did you do this episode with last? Was it me? You. Oh, great. You, bro. All right. Well, <laughs> you I don't remember, I don't remember this at all. I think it was pretty early. All the questions are new to me. Um, so one that we get a lot is about sleepovers. Parents are like, hey, my kid's queer. How do I navigate sleepovers um, with kids of the gender that they are attracted to? Or like if it's a girl and they're like can they invite boys because they're a lesbian and like how Mm. do I do this how Mm -hmm. do I navigate it and I feel like every answer I have for parents and teachers is really annoying and unhelpful because 85% of the time it's like well it depends Mm -hmm. or talk to your kid like Mm -hmm. let's be as vague as possible vague and unhelpful Uh, so what do you guys have that's less vague and unhelpful I don't have any helpful advice for this because my first queer experience oh, was yeah. at a sleepover. So like, I forgot <laughs> about that. Uh, I would recommend just don't let your children sleep in the same space as other children. It seems unsafe. That's a lie. Um, so yeah, I don't have any advice because my mom was very adamant that like you can't have sleepovers with boys, which was fine <laughs> for yeah. me because I was hooking up with the girls. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it was like an unsaid thing, the whole no sleepovers with boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than like when I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. Totally. But yeah. Like, because I had a best friend named Neil when I was a kid, but I think I might have still been too young for sleepovers at that point. So I don't think right. it would have come up. I don't yeah. remember though. My best friend growing up was a boy and we like lived up the street from each other. Um, and like, we were pretty young for the most part, like while we were getting to know each other and like hanging out and all that kind of stuff. But like, there is definitely like some experimentation that went down. My best friend growing yeah. up is now a boy. I mean, there you go. <laughs> Vibes though. Um, <laughs> there. I also, I had anxiety when I was younger and spent a lot of time. My parents had joint custody. So I spent a lot of time at my dad's house, which was not the safest place for me. Um, So I didn't even venture into sleepovers until I was like 16. I think I had my first one. So it sounds a lot like when I'm like, I was hooking up with the girls, like I was old enough to be hooking up with somebody. Um, But like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, it wasn't concerning. Yeah. It wasn't (laughs) worrisome. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So like, yeah, I, it really like some kids don't want to have sleepovers. That's true. Yeah. I actually I hated sleepovers. Fucking hated sleepovers. I hate sleepovers. I still like, to this day like will not sleep over at a partner's house. Cuz I'm mm. like I want my own goddamn bed. Mm-hmm. I want my own blankets. Mm-hmm. I don't want the heat radiating off this other human being to make That's me fair. too warm. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah. This is going into a different world because we were talking about this earlier, a couple like last week, because I heard on the radio somebody was talking about how they hate vacation. Mm. And that's me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I hate vacation. I want to stay home. I want to be in my house, locked in my house that's for fair. two weeks. That's vacation for me. Exactly. Yeah. I like vacation on my terms. But then, like, after two days that you're away, aren't you like, ugh? No, because if it's on my terms, then it's like, you know, I'm going hiking or like mm. I'm doing cool shit or like it's I'm going to museums. Like, I can't lay on a beach for a week. I'd I go crazy. rather be on my couch. That's fair. Maybe that's mm-hmm. just me. Maybe you have a really comfy couch. I feel like we haven't helped at all. We have. Yeah. <laughs> 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 different um, This is why I'm not invited to talk anymore. To, <laughs> talk to your kid, though. Like, yeah, I think that's, like, the biggest thing that you can do is, like, talk to your kid, figure out, like, and ground it rules. could be, like, figuring it out with them. Like, you can collaborate well, that's, on ground rules. And We yeah. have a parent that is also in this field who's absolutely amazing. And they basically will ask, like, hey, is this person a potential romantic partner or just a friend? Exactly. Right? And then that kind of informs or, like, you know... Um, they might have to leave the door open at night. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. Yeah. I think right? at the end of the day, the biggest thing is communication mm-hmm. and being able to like have those talks with your kiddos and treating which your is... kids like tiny human beings and not property. Exactly. So, yeah. Which... Treat them like tiny adults because. Which also yeah. means that we have to, because we are in a place where we influence the youth, we have to give our youth a little bit of a here because you also have like be honest with your parents yeah totally. you know what I mean like if you want them to trust you and you want to trust them you have like it has to go trust both goes ways. both ways if you have a kid who lies all the time that's gonna inform your decision on whether or not they can have a sleepover totally. with this person exactly but like and like obviously like safety comes first but mm-hmm. like when you're transparent with your parents transparent <laughs> <laughs> um when you're transparent with your parents they like you can build up a relationship where you can say like maybe this isn't the person I should be sleeping over with yeah and then you can make those decisions yourself because also why did you want to put yourself in a position where you're kind of like pressured with somebody in a romantic place you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it also leads to that really weird like misunderstanding that every like the reason we can't generalize this answer is because not every single person your child is hanging out with like, even if they're a lesbian, they don't have a crush on every single girl. Oh, my God. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, and that's yeah. why it's not as easy as just making it, like, a blanket situation. Like, here's your answer. Don't let it happen. Because I don't know what your daughter's type is. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, not, it's not a black and white situation. Yeah, no. It's, like, there's a lot of gray area totally. to it. And don't, ju- try not to generalize it based on the gender or perceived gender of that opposite child right because like mm-hmm. like I said just like every straight person doesn't have a crush on every other straight person like every gay person doesn't have a crush on every gay person like sometimes they can just be friends speaking of crushes kids at sleepovers don't pressure your queer friends who you may not know are queer into making up a crush because you're like what boys do you think are cute you mm-hmm. have to answer yeah that's yeah. just my own trauma <laughs> they're valid there are just yeah there are so many things that can influence yeah these things and like just be inclusive there you mm-hmm. go talk be, to inclusive, be inclusive talk to your kid be open with each other and if you don't know how to parent them we'll all parent them <laughs> kelsey will adopt all of your children yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> creepy oh <my God. laughs> so 
Next question. Totally. We're going to go up and down with this. Oh, I love this so much. So (laughs) the other one I get, and not all parents use this word, but I use this word because I think it's the best descriptor is parents will talk about essentially grieving yes mm-hmm. their child right especially like it happens when a kid comes out as gay but it especially happens when they come out as trans um especially if they pick a new name right because mm-hmm. you had this imagined future for your kid you put all this you know time and thought into naming them maybe it was like your mother's name or like mm-hmm. something that really meant a lot and now they're wanting to change it and so a lot of parents go through like a grieving period and yeah. they feel guilty about it and like mm-hmm it's normal. It's okay. I'm talking with my hands a lot. It feels weird. (laughs) Um, It's totally normal and okay. Just don't make your grief your child's problem. Don't make it something for them to bear. That's what PFLAG is for. Exactly. I would also be like, yeah, like you're not like not to be that guy, but your kid's not dead. Well, I know. I mean, so like for the future you yes, imagine. Totally. Yeah. And I, but that's, but I think that that's important to distinguish, right? Because yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, I'm grieving. And it's like, you're not grieving your child because your child is not dead. Exactly. And what exactly. you're grieving is the loss of something that you thought you were going to have that yeah. nobody ever told you you were going to have, or maybe they did. Maybe your kid's old. Maybe your kid came out late and yeah. you were like, I'm going to get married and have like 27 kids. And then they came out as a lesbian like me. <laughs> and then they came out as non-binary like me. And then we were like, oh shit. Like you're grieving the loss of your 27 kids. kids. No, okay. that's just a number. Like, I can't imagine you being a parent of one biological child. Oh, well, I was just going to say like, what? Did you grow up Mormon too? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, but like right, our boss, Terry, was talking about this anecdote and he shares it in P-Flight, so I'm going to assume it's fine to share. Um, <laughs> about they bought this house when his kids were little. He's three girls and there was like this staircase and like he pictured them like on their wedding day like getting ready upstairs and then coming down in their wedding dresses Mm -hmm. right and then kid came out and he was like I'm not gonna have that and then somebody else was like Terry gay people can get married um (laughs) surprise (laughs) he's very early in his allyship journey yeah but like it's that's what I'm talking about right is you have this image of this moment or these things that are going to happen for your child Mm -hmm. um, that you think will bring them joy and comfort and that you want to see and that that has shifted totally yeah of course and that's okay yeah absolutely and grief is a really good word for it right because like that is I'm sure that that's how it feels I I sometimes as a non-binary person and I'm not going to put you in a place to like answer this, but also speak to it, please. If yeah, you like of course. Totally. Um, I grieve the loss of my binary gender sometimes because it was a little bit easier okay. when I, I had a box easy. to fit so into. Much. Well, and even earlier today, I was filling out like some government forms and they had two options for gender, male or female. And it's like, okay, well, obviously I don't fit into either of these, but because I'm biologically female, like that's the box that I have to check because- well, and if story. you want sex, just say sex. If that's the question you're asking, you want to yeah. know what's in my pants, just yeah. buy me dinner and I'll tell you. <laughs> it's <laughs> government. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily grieve my binary gender. I think more than anything, I like wish that life was still as easy as it was. That's fair. Yeah. When I was not non-binary. Yeah. Totally. Interesting. Yeah. So like- it's also important to remember that like yeah the, the people that you're supporting please pause please pause and we're back 
Yeah. <laughs> Our boss showed up, so we stopped for a bit. But through the magic of technology, you don't even know that. <laughs> well, I think you're, you you're do now. speaking highly of my editing skills. <laughs> um, and the fact that we mentioned it. <laughs> Minor details. It's fine. I, whenever I have to edit stuff out of the videos, I use like the super tacky heart transition because I think it's funny. Oh, amazing. Um, and I did it like a couple times and now it's just what I do. I love it. There you go. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. I'm crying. <laughs> there we go. That's how we know we can start is because Kelsey's crying. Perfect. So uh-huh. we talked about sleepovers. We talked about grief. We should talk about how to, um, I think my kid's going to come out. How do I react? when they do Mm -hmm. can that also go along with the i think my kid is queer i'm 100 percent sure my kid is queer but they haven't come out yet oh yeah also the how do i drop hints that it's okay Mm -hmm. like because we get that a lot it's like i think i'm pretty sure my kid's gonna come out how do i drop hints to make them realize that it's okay to tell me and then i will be fine and also what to do in the moment buy one of our prize legs sorry I had to I mean <laughs> that's so, a nice little hint I mean yeah so we tell our kids like look for hints right mm-hmm. um so some of the ones like that I really like that I've seen parents do where they just normalize it like if you see there was one I can't remember where I was but there was this trans woman who like was very obviously like early transition um and the mom was like oh my god that's such a beautiful purse mm-hmm. right just like mm-hmm. you know um just kind of normalizing and being accepting of what they're doing Mm -hmm. whether it's dressing differently or doing their hair differently or like but not in a hey sweetie look at that person that person you should do that was born as a man but is now a woman um and that's okay don't do that please no (laughs) no definitely not also challenge yourself a little bit when you see your kid and you're like I'm 100% sure my kid's gay and blah 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 why yeah that's true yeah um I know some very very flamboyant kids that are not gay yeah exactly well I think like I mean kids in general are play with gender Mm -hmm. a lot and they're still figuring it out and all that a lot of it is just like playing dress up well, yeah, because they're figuring out what gender is, what it means, what it means to them. Um, so that's perfectly normal. And like, I think parents, not all, obviously, yeah, but sort of this current crop of parents of young kids um, are a little bit more willing to let their kids play. Totally. I was right? actually talking to my brother over the weekend and he was babysitting this little like three and a half year old boy. Um, and he was like, it's great. Like we play dress up and we bake cookies and like, we just have fun. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, what do you guys play dress up as? And he was like, this kid loves to dress up like a princess and talk about dinosaurs. And I'm nice. like, that's amazing. <laughs> Same. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There was this like comic I saw and it was like, you just saw like kind of a head up of these stick figure men. Um, and <laughs> it shows like this little kid stick figure playing with a doll and the guys are like why'd you let your son play with a doll aren't you worried he's gonna be you know and then it zooms out and it shows all of the dads feeding babies and they're like he's like what a dad (laughs) (laughs) funny amazing but it's like like whenever like cooking or like cleaning Mm -hmm. or whatever are shoved off on like girls and young women and it's like what is your son gonna do when he are you gonna hire 
uh, girlfriend for it. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he's gonna star mm-hmm. and live in filth. Mm-hmm. Teach your kid to cook. Teach your kid how to be a person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I third that, speaking as somebody that regularly starves and lives in filth. Yeah. <laughs> as someone who did not learn to cook, um, please teach your children. I that wasn't my it. parents' fault. That was because I had no interest and still hate cooking. I eat raw pop tarts, Mm. so you know. (laughs) I mean, they're baked. They're not really. I mean, they're just not heated. Exactly. Uh, I don't. The jam ones are gross heated. I'm gonna say it. I have a lot of thoughts about food. The chocolate ones, excellent. Heat them up. The jam fruit ones, no, absolutely not. I can honestly say that I have never eaten a pop tart in my life. Wow, I've never been actually so so unseen. I've never felt so unseen. (laughs) What I want to. What are your pop tart thoughts? Let's hear. I love pop tarts. I know they're great. Um, every single day for the entirety of my high school career, and my mother worked a lot of jobs, and and at some point you just stop arguing with people like me. Um, so (laughs) for every single day, my for four years straight, I had chocolate pop tarts and chocolate milk for breakfast every single day. I didn't even miss a day. Nice. I when I came home from high school because I was the first person home because mm-hmm. um, my high school let out quite a bit before my brother's junior high and we also started obscenely early wow. um, and I would get home I would put like the chocolate pop-tarts in mm-hmm. the toaster so it'd be nice and warm and then I watch Futurama and eat pop-tarts I also um, freeze my pop-tarts again like the fruit ones cold absolutely 100 mm-hmm. percent. the chocolate ones I freeze the chocolate I don't like I will the heat them up if I can but it's not the end of the world. Just throw them in the freezer. I just, I, it's great. <laughs> and this has been a conversation in my family before about hot fruit is unacceptable to me. Hot fruit? Yes. Mm. Apple pies. Oh, okay. Very, I was like, very crumbles <laughs> are marginally acceptable. Okay. But like, there's a, I have a thing about hot fruit. Fair. This is why we don't get along. So I put, I won't put the jam fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Now I'm really crying. That was so bad. You couldn't really see it because my head was turned away, but I was looking at Kelsey and the most like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Which is the look I get from you the most regularly. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, back to helping parents. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Your kid coming out. Um, ask them how they feel about hot fruit. <laughs> it's a good starting point. Oh my god, don't do that. Um, but yeah, so like dropping hints or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same with teachers. Like, use your pronouns. Use more gender neutral language when you're talking. Like firefighters, create or... an inclusive space. Yeah, so that your kiddo feels happy and comfy. Daughter wants themselves. to play with trucks let her get trucks yeah if you and like if you you it doesn't even have to be huge right like you think of especially in the world that we're in nowadays there are so many things shared on social media reshare it yeah Yeah. um totally when you're watching on social media yeah absolutely when you're watching Grey's Anatomy and you see that really hot non-binary doctor I might because that doctor (laughs) if you're not up to date on Grey's Anatomy I apologize for I apologize I apologize for the spoiler but there's a hot non-binary doctor you can just be watching that and like comment you know what I mean you don't even have to comment the fact that you're not making a big deal out of that is Mm -hmm. also a form of allyship right you're the only person I've ever met who cried tears of joy watching a sex scene 
I literally did. I literally <laughs> did. Because I watched a straight person in a Grey's Anatomy, if you know who Amelia is, another <laughs> spoiler, I'm so sorry, have a canoodling session with a non-binary person. And I... It was handled really well, I guess. Yeah, it was handled yeah. beautifully. They didn't show the chest of the non-binary person because that person's obviously assigned female at birth, which I hate being like obviously, but like it's very like it like mm. they're yeah they're comfortable in that right. So yeah, mm. um yeah, and like there was no genitals, there was no like it was done like very like like there was no like top bottom yeah, yeah. specific you know it was a very like queer inclusive scene so it's like little things like that you can watch and like not turn off the tv yeah Yeah. totally and that says a lot to somebody like me yeah yeah or um if you do have a shitty relative that says you know homophobic and transphobic Mm -hmm. things push back on that in front of kiddo Mm -hmm. i mean you should be pushing back on it regardless regardless (laughs) but you know, if a closeted queer kid sees mom being like, hey, uncle so-and-so, that's actually super not cool and we're not going to tolerate it. <coughs> Sorry. Are you dying? <coughs> COVID! No, I breathed wrong. Okay. I know. And I'm back. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pushing back on the shitty relatives so kiddo can see. Yeah. For example, I came out like a year and a half ago. And so this past Christmas... Um, my, I'm going to tell this fun, my grandpa story. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so my mom had texted him like a bajillion times being like pages non-binary that you say them pronouns, please don't fuck it up basically. Um, and my grandpa gets to our house and he like is squinting his eyes and he's like, okay, I see two of you now I can call you them. Uh, and then I was like, well, that's like not really how it works. And he was like, okay, I'll just call you it. And I was like, also not how it works. So like, don't be that shitty person. And luckily, like my mom did give that pushback. And yeah. she was like, that's not cool. Cause like I naturally ran off to my room and started crying. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my mom standing up for me and me knowing that she was standing up for me in that moment was just yeah. like really reaffirming. It's like, okay, my mom sees who I am um, and is backing me up in front of her acting transphobic father. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's little things. It's that pushback. It's the, Hey, this isn't a thing or the, well, and not just pushback, but like, so something that comes up in P flag is people being like, I'm super supportive of my kid. My you know parents are not, or my, you know, mm-hmm. siblings are not, um, and are, you know, actively hateful towards right. this kid. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't want to tell you that you're going to have to choose sides, mm-hmm. but you might have to for a little bit until your siblings get their shit together. And I really hope you're choosing your kid's side. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So you might just not go to family Thanksgivings for a couple years. Yep. Maybe we won't host Christmas dinner every yeah. year anymore. <laughs> not for those ones. Yeah. yeah exactly. We hear this a lot with dads too, right? A lot of moms are like, oh, like I'm really supportive of my trans youth, but like the dad is really, really having a hard time. And mm-hmm. what do I say? And like, honestly, there's only like the only thing you can say in situations like that is 
you have two choices. Your choice is either to support your child and be a part of their life ongoing or not do it and risk the fact that you will likely be cut out of their life. So you are making that choice yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't support your kid, there are people that literally get paid to do this. Yeah. Like we will parent your child if you can't. And yes, that sounds sketchy, but your inability to support a trans or gender diverse or sexually diverse youth does not mean that they don't deserve support. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, we talk about pushing back in front of the kid, but like if you and your spouse have an ongoing discussion about this, don't instigate it in front of your child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Don't, try to put your spouse on the spot or put them in a situation where they might say something hurtful to your kid in front of your kid. When we say pushing back, we're talking about, you know, we walked into Thanksgiving dinner and uncle so-and-so went on a rant about the gays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So like there are times to have private conversations. Mm-hmm. With Absolutely. Your yeah. Um, it's important for your youth to see that to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like the really but potentially harmful and yeah. exactly like there are things that could come up in that conversation that like could be very harmful to your yeah. kiddo, which like you just don't want to put them in that situation at all. Yeah. Um, and then so kid comes out, mm-hmm. kid comes out. You're like, yay, we knew it. I've always wanted a queer kid. Don't say that. Don't. Please, please. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, there, depending on your relationship with your child, there can be some genuinely very funny things you can say. But like, even if you know, if you're like, I've seen this coming for years, like my parents knew, don't be like, yeah, we know. Don't dismiss it or brush it off. Like, I know you want to make it seem casual and normal. And it's like, this isn't a big deal. Like, I totally get that impulse. Yeah. But like, reassure your kid that you love them and that they will always be loved no matter who they love and everything mm-hmm. um and be like you know thank you for telling me mm-hmm. like I feel so honored that you trust me like that like even if you've known this is coming for like 10 years the exactly. correct response is not oh I already knew like that's not that's or so my best friend when I came out we we had been drinking a little bit but slammed her hand on the table and said I fucking knew it i'm like cool awesome bye (laughs) (laughs) well and so i was texting my mom about this earlier because my mom has two trans kids both me and my brother um and i was asking her i was like what kind of questions um did you have and like how did you and my brother shelton kind of like navigate that because i wasn't living with them at the time and one thing that my mom said that really stuck out to me was the more we talked it through the more questions came out while he educated me so like it's okay to have those conversations with your kids yeah it's okay to be like okay how do you want me to address you what do you want me to call you like that kind of stuff like and depending on they might not know exactly and that's perfectly okay as well like it's something that y'all can navigate together totally if your kid is like hey i'm non-binary and you're like thanks for telling me i you know i love you no matter what uh what is non-binary that's okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. What does that if mean? You're like, what I, does that mean for I, you? I get that this is a coming out. I don't know what that label, that's fine. Yeah. Or like being like, Hey, do you have a different name or pronouns you want me to use? They might not yet. They mm-hmm. might, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, just reaffirming that you love them and accept them and will always do so. Definitely. And you're willing to learn for yeah. the sake of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important too, is like yeah. the support. 
I think is like the biggest thing is like, just, just be supportive. <laughs> yeah. Try to avoid those boxes too, right? If you have a non-binary youth that's still dressing quote unquote, like a girl, um, they're still non-binary. You can't yeah. just be like, like if you yeah. have a youth that's identifying, we did, we're, we've worked with parents in the past who have been like, oh, my youth identifies as non-binary, but where, but was assigned, is assigned male at birth and wears likes boy things yeah but yeah. or like we'll be like uh, they're assigned male at birth and they're wearing completely female clothing so yeah. they're trans it's like no that's still a non-binary person yeah. until they tell you different right Absolutely. you can be non-binary and femme like you can you 100%. can be trans a trans femme and a masked person like you can kind of like I saw a t-shirt the other day that said it. femmes can be thems and I want it so bad yeah <laughs> um but like, I remember, and this was a comment she made very, very, like her kid had just come out. They were having a lot of trouble early in the feelings. She has since evolved from this, mm-hmm. but her kid had come out as, I believe a trans girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was like, but she likes girls and she likes boy things. Wouldn't it have been easier? No. Yeah. Um, and like I said, she has moved on from this. These were very initial, I'm scared for my kid type feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's normal to be scared for your kid. It's that yeah. means you love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, that's the biggest thing that you can do for your kids Yeah, is love them no matter what, like just yeah. to be completely straight up about it. <laughs> I have drama. That's <laughs> I think one of the best ones I saw is... <laughs> Like there were three kids, mm-hmm. boy, girl, and then the youngest kid came out as non-binary. And the mom was like, I got all three. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then did the, I love you. I will always like, mm-hmm. you know, but like, right. Cause she had a feeling that this kid was going to come out as some kind of gender that wasn't, you know, yeah. what yeah. they'd been assigned. Um, but that was hilarious. Yeah. And like that, and like, they had a really strong relationship with the kid. Like, yeah that's you can make a joke yeah you know your kids better than we do obviously exactly like I said she followed up with the you know I love you and all that yeah right yeah yeah cute cute cute. so one of the other questions that I had written down that parents might be curious about Mm -hmm. is what is the difference between sexual orientation and gender identity cool Mm -hmm. Kelsey just made that noise so I'll answer yeah Uh, So we talk a lot about their sex, sexuality, gender. Yeah. Sex is chromosomal. Um, it's like the XX, XY um, that we're taught, although it's actually much more complicated than that because intersex people, and there's actually like a dozen different combinations that you can have. Um, but yeah, sex is that it's like genitalia and that kind of stuff hormones all that gender. yeah mm-hmm. gender is how you feel and how you present yourself to the world right so that's when we think of people being trans that's their gender that they're expressing yeah um that's why they're called transgender and not an older term yes um and then sexuality is who you were attracted to who you want to date or whatever so that's so do all those things always match Becca no they don't they don't always match what? and you can't just assume one from the other <laughs> holy crap you mean I can't look at somebody with a mustache and say you have a 
winky in there i was gonna say penis but that's <laughs> it is so anyways. much more funny it is so much funnier that you said a winky i don't know especially after a pause but, well i didn't know yeah anyways i'm trying to make it kid friendly and then i said the p word anyway i've but, already <laughs> i just said fuck earlier like we're, this podcast is rated f f for fuck um f for fruits yeah there you go fruits there you go it all comes full circle (laughs) right they don't have to match you can't assume one from the other yeah um yeah just like if you know somebody like say you know a individual that is assigned female at birth and is a woman identifies as a woman but dresses very masculine right yeah. like there's a lot of like tomboys there's this really weird thing that's going around right now where everybody assumes that every tomboy over the age of 40 is a closeted queer not true yeah you know oh. like some of them are happy in their relationships with men and have children yeah. and are still women and that's totally fine but it's like also like deconstructing those assumptions that you make about people not everybody that wears car hearts and flannel is a lesbian most of us are, but not all <laughs> but. of us. <laughs> I know this really great two-year-old. Maybe, maybe they just work in trades. Yeah. Or they're a three-year-old boy. Like, I know a really good kid that wears car hearts at final. He ain't no lesbian yet. 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 But then it's also, so like, and this is something, I think we did talk about this last time we did this episode, but I think it's important to constantly come back and remind parents is that if you have a kid that is nine years old and they are like, I'm a lesbian, they are not saying to you, I want to go crawl in bed with a woman. What they're saying to you is the relationships that I am seeing portrayed in everyday society do not match what I want for myself in the future. We have so mm. many parents of young kids that are like, how has my daughter even had the sexuality? How is she attracted to anybody? And it's like, she's it's, like, yeah, not. it's like, no, it's your seven-year-old watch Tangled and wants to run away with Rapunzel and not Flynn. Yes. And it goes like, that far. And exactly. That, like, it's really not, it's not yeah. like, like, I promise nobody is grooming your children. <laughs> like, I mean, not any of the queer community at least. Um, but like, it's not like that. Like, it's not about the sexuality. A lot of times it's about yeah. the representation. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with like, you know, you get very, very young kids wanting to play with gender. And then people are like, they're too young for this. They're too young to know who you want to sleep with. And that's where you get the confusion of sexuality and gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like it's normal for kids, you know, kids have a solid view of their own gender identity by the age of like four like this is what we have seen scientifically mm-hmm. um and then some of them get gender roles forced on them and then they'll conform for a couple years mm-hmm. until puberty hits or something like that mm-hmm. and then it really comes to a head um because their body is changing into a body that they don't want or identify with yeah, yeah. but that's totally okay and normal and not something to be afraid of right it's like when you get really young kids saying they're asexual and it's like yeah they might be mm-hmm. or they might be seven yeah yep we have a lot of youth that are like i'm asexual and i'm like okay even you're you're 14 um so like you might be asexual for your whole life you might also just be 14 yeah it might be that your friends are having crushes and starting to want to date and that isn't something that has interested you yet yeah or like we are not trying to invalidate no asexuals of course not but like that's kind of what we mean it's like you might be seven of course you don't have sexual feelings for 
Yeah, but and, exactly. and it's That's, the same. It's the same. Or like thing, you right? see unhealthy relationships on TV, and you're like, I don't want any of that. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing where it's like these kids are not like I never want to have sex, but they're like the world is overly sexualized, and I don't fit with that. Yeah, it's a representation thing. It's like a when you have something pounded in your face for so many years, and people are like, this is what this is supposed to look like. This is what your level of sexuality should be. This is how your gender should look. Like eventually you, if you don't fit into those boxes, it really starts to wear on you. And if your kid is in a place where they're willing to say that to you, like take that as a huge, like we always say in the child and youth care field, we always say like, there's no such thing as a bad kid because kids are only going to act out when they feel safe. Yeah. Like kids will not act out if they don't feel safe enough to act out. So if you have a kid that's acting out to the work awfully in front of you, it's because they know they can do that and that you're still going to be there. Yeah. It's the same. We talk about like how people, it's more effective to say someone did something homophobic than to say they are Mm -hmm. a homophobe. Right. Right. It's like this kid did something hurtful. They aren't a bad kid. Yeah. Right. That just reminded me of that. Yeah. And like, you know what? Your seven-year-old might be queer because their older sister is queer. I've never, this is like, this is an ongoing conversation, right? Like these are things that we see. We literally see these from parents all the time where like one kid comes out and a younger kid is like, yeah, maybe like it's a good time for me to come out. And it's like, yeah, totally. You might have two queer kids. You also might just have an easily influenced seven-year-old. Yeah. You might have a kid who wants to be like their older sibling, or you might have a kid that saw their older sibling questioning the things that have been forced down our throats for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. And that, that resonated totally with totally, the younger yeah. kid. Right. Cause you do have a lot of like you, you know, sets of siblings. Yep. That are, you know, queer. And that's not like an influence thing or like, yeah, it's all, it's like we said in the beginning, talk to your kid. Mm-hmm. But exactly. we were talking to a mom the other day with a 12-year-old. And the 12-year-old came out as asexual. Um, <laughs> I think this is really a testament to the kind of conversations this mother has had with her kid. Because it was incredible. Yeah, because this 12-year-old it. used the term sexual intercourse. Um, and said that she had no interest in sexual intercourse with anybody. That was, yeah, you were there. I don't know where I was. <laughs> um, you were sick, I think. Mm. But... They were just in the car. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they were just in the car talking and this just kind of came up naturally. And the mom was like, oh, okay. You know, thanks for telling me. Like, that's super cool. Um, and the mom was all freaked out. She's like, I don't know how to handle this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, first of all, I think it's a testament to a very cool relationship you have with your kid Absolutely. that this came out so naturally, apropos of nothing. And she used medical terms and it was just like a casual in the car conversation that came up like they were just chatting and this kid was like yeah what about this yeah basically so like I think if your kid is saying these things and asking these questions and is open with you that's a really good indicator that you have a pretty cool relationship absolutely with that kid and you're doing a really good job so just kind of keep doing what you're doing yeah give yourself a pat on the back so what are you going to say to parents that are listening to this episode and they're like, oh crap, I've got it all wrong this entire time. It's not too late. Start over. It's right? a learning process. If kids see that yeah. you are trying and that you are learning and that you are correcting, that means so much. Like we had one of our juniors the other day say their friend had misgendered them 
basically ever since kid came out and then for the first time like a week ago the friend used their old pronouns and then said sorry they Mm -hmm. and our junior burst into tears yeah because they felt so seen and validated and this person they care about is trying yeah that's all you gotta do is try Mm-hmm. put in the effort have yeah. the conversations show that you're learning and that you're willing to listen and to change and to apologize when it's necessary like yeah. exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah you can save it I swear yeah well <laughs> it's like it's like those people who like I've known people who are super homophobic like their whole lives and then they have a gay kid mm. and suddenly it's made real to them and they are like the biggest ally in the world all of a sudden yeah right so like it can happen yeah see and like it's so interesting because like you look at that can also go the other way yeah like you look at so I didn't come out until I was 25 because I grew up in a family that was not outwardly homophobic this is the complicated thing okay so my dad's homophobic but I didn't grow up with him but like it on my mother's like growing up with my mother she wasn't outwardly homophobic it was just it just wasn't what we were. That's you know what I mean? Is there's, we talk about there's hints that you're accepting. That goes both ways. Yeah. You don't absolutely. have to use slurs to make your kid think that you are not a safe person to come out to. No. Right? It is tiny comments or like weird looks you give at people who, you know, appear to be queer when you're out mm-hmm. doing whatever. It's like those, just those little things that you might not even notice or realize but to a queer kid, like we joked during pride when all the schools had rainbow flags up and like, I never noticed school flags, but as soon as it was a rainbow, I was like a dog seeing a squirrel. I was like, Oh, <laughs> it's a rainbow. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> kids notice. Mm-hmm. They notice these little totally. tiny things. Even kids in their late twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Even kids who are inching ever closer to the grave. <laughs> which if you think about it that's all of us but yeah that's a yeah. very deep i woke up on my birthday and my hip hurt from my mattress i was like cool it's official i am old <laughs> yeah yeah you are yeah, yeah. There. um yeah i don't know do you have any other questions you think parents ask? i don't cool no, I don't think so. I mean, we can always do more of these. So if you're a parent listening and you have questions we haven't gone to, just send them to us and we yeah. will eventually get to them after going on a huge tangent about Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Or even if you want to have a conversation, like because reach out to us. We can do Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Podcast that everybody can listen to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Queer Joyce. Anybody? Queer Joy, we have our Halloween drag show this week. It's on Friday. Get your tickets. Come, it it's going to be over so much soon. fun. We will have so much less on our plate. I know. It's one of the things like the day <laughs> itself is going to be so much fun, but also so stressful. And the next day I'm just going to sleep and play on my Switch and just not exactly. do anything. Hang out with my dog. Exactly. Um, I No pressure. Listen, I want to tell. I, can't I know, and you can't. I can't. I am going to push pin my queer joy this week, and I'm going to circle back to y'all next week because I do have a really massive piece of queer joy. However, this podcast is going to release a little bit too early for me to announce it. Yeah. So, do you have a temporary one for this week? I'm doing drag. 
yeah at the drag show on friday so if you were like i was thinking about going but these people are way too professional and i need to see somebody make an ass of themselves i'm your guy <laughs> kelsey as gunkle ray gunkle ray which is what our kids call them because it's gay uncle uh is making a drag debut yeah i'm really kind of hoping that this isn't going to be like the first and last time that's like, why i said debut yeah that's yeah, why exactly. I, like i really want one of those like chests with the abs you know oh my god yes chesties. yeah yes. so i can like <laughs> yeah i've seen a couple kings that have those and they're so fun anyways that's my quirk. um nice especially when they're on a body that clearly does not look like that just peak comedy um yes yeah in like a, it's one of those things of like the person in the group is making the joke so it's deeply funny i love it Duh. um yeah it's like i don't watch brooklyn 99 anymore but the gay jokes from the captain oh my god like gay jokes by a gay okay, character first, so funny those are the best like they talked about how they skipped to the I do's during their wedding because they were terrified that marriage equality was going to be repe- repealed. Oh my God. So they were telling the official, they're like, no, 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 just skip it. It's fine. Just go, 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 go. That's such a vibe. Holy <laughs> shit. Especially if you live in Alberta and you just saw what happened to our government. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I should probably get married tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all should. Yeah. That's right. So, like, to each other. Because like, what, like, <laughs> oh my god um just have a thruple <laughs> platonic yeah, exactly just to protect our equality i mean know. kelsey's the only one with a health spending account so <laughs> <laughs> hello can we divide those by three because <laughs> i just okay. married both of my staff yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a workplace violation yeah um <laughs> uh, <laughs> On that note, <laughs> on that note, I don't even know what my career is anymore. Um, yeah, our drag show is gonna happen. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be Halloween. Right after that, we oh, have our Halloween party on November first. What? Our Halloween, Halloween party. Yeah, we're having yeah. a Halloween party. That's gonna be fun. So if you're a youth and you're watching this, we have a Halloween party on November first, which is the day after Halloween. Uh, it's from five thirty until eight, and it's going to be very fun. I mean, if you're one of our youths that are in the Edmonton area, because y'all are that is, spread yeah. the hell out mm-hmm. and it's very exciting, but I don't know where you keep coming from. I mean, if you want to drive here from like Russia or wherever you are, you can. But or we have could just like video Moscow. chat and have you <laughs> hanging out on the video computer. Chat. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. We should do queer halftime coffee. Oh my God. I love it. That actually sounds really fun. Right. Um maybe next maybe week. in the future we'll see no not no next don't make promises <laughs> i'm joking i'm sorry don't make promises i can't keep <laughs> i mean it could just be all of us sitting here drinking our coffees or tea saying nothing That's it's just actually staring at our oh. listeners on the screen it's a silent exactly episode. it's fine i mean, I mean we already had one of those okay <laughs> anyway Paige yeah. is getting snippy so we're gonna go <laughs> thanks for joining us be kind to yourself and others and we will see you next week i don't know why i did a peace sign that's i've never done that